Yo, 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 what's going on? This is Jersey Drake. Hi, this is Rihanna. Hey, what's up? This is Ludacris. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. You're, you're rocking with the best promo kings radio podcast with, with, with Trey Styles. One, two, one, two, it's your man, Trey Styles, your favorite promoter's favorite promoter. You know what it is. It's um, going down right now. This is Promo Kings Radio Podcast. You know how I bring on a special guest on the line. I got the beautiful, beautiful Myrna Joe on the line. How you doing, sweetheart? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Uh, yeah, you know I had to kick it with you. You sent me some flavor. 
So I'm like, oh, man, you know, I definitely had to put you on my show, on my Sunday show. Usually I do Soulful Sundays, but today I didn't do Soulful Sundays because I got you. You're going to be my Soulful Sunday today. And we're going to get into some <laughs> of your you. records. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, no, nah, that's easy work right now. You're a talented young lady, so I wanted to just, um, just show you off to the world and let the world get to hear your story and what you got going on right now. Appreciate that. Let's get it. Well, um, first of all, where where are you from? Um, so originally, as far as like ethnicity, I am uh, first generation Iraqi American mm. from Iraq, obviously. But um, okay. I'm uh, was born in North Hollywood, but I'm currently in the Central Valley. Okay, Cali. Yeah. So when I so when I come back out to Cali, you'll show me that Cali love. Oh my, yes, let me know. I'll show you some cool spots, man. I know from the Bay to L.A., San Diego, <laughs> I got you. We're going to definitely get up. Because since yeah. I've been going to Cali, I've been building my Cali friends. So, like, the first few times I went, I didn't know that many people. But now I know a lot of people doing the show. I have probably did um, a, a couple of different episodes with artists from Compton, Oakland, um, so we've been around, we've been around Cali quite a while right now. So and big shout out to all my Cali listeners. How? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. We no, we can't, I mean, New York is great. Atlanta's great. You know, Chicago's great, but like Illinois, I'm sorry, but like Cali, we're something else. We're something different. We bring a different type of flavor. I'm proud to be from California. Cal the California governor should just hire you to do their spokesperson because you made you made somebody want to move to Cali just then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd hope so. It's like it's paradise out here. You know, and where I live, I'm you know, currently I'm in the Central Valley and I actually live out here like kind of in the country. So I'm surrounded by like you know, dairy farms, ranches, you know, a lot of greenery. It's beautiful out here. I've been Ooh. I've been over there by Sim, Simi Valley. Is that close to the Central Valley? Simi Valley is in Los Angeles or around the Los Angeles. Okay, area. I've I've been over there by Mo Park. Big shout outs to um my artist Gata Flicker from Ghana. He was um staying out there. He brought me out there for a few shows. So wow. yeah, I've been That's in certain up. certain areas. I got one of my other artists, Gita K, out there also. So. Oh, okay. Th those okay. those are my Cali tour guides, but now I got you as uh, another Cali tour guide. Definitely, yes. Just let me know when you're out. I'll definitely take a trip out to LA. Okay. I should be moving back soon, so. Dope, dope, dope. Then, yes. So how far? So where you staying at? Um, to LA, how many hours? around five hours, but the way I drive, I make it like four. <laughs> Why is it so far? So you're in, so that's so crazy how, how big LA is. Like, oh, some yeah. place could be like five hours from, <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. That's like going hours. to a whole nother state right there. Yeah, right. But we're like, where I'm at, I'm like, the Central Valley kind of like, well, basically Northern California. And, um, we're actually closer to the bay than I am LA. So okay, like so you're closer area. to so you're closer to um that whole bay area then. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's about like an hour, hour and a half sometimes too, just depending. So it's right here. 
not too far. So, Myrna Joe, you have two singles that's on fire that you sent me with the with the with the best international vibe I've heard on record since. So you didn't you. so did, you didn't you didn't build that mark on on the vibe right there. Well, we gonna definitely Thank talk you. talk about it and get into your inspirations on on making those records and how that came came up. Let me see which one I want to talk about right now. See, I'm torn between I like I love the record Mona Lisa. Thank you. Me too. But, it's one of my favorite songs I've ever recorded, to be honest. But that switch it up, I love that record too. I love, I love them, I love them both for what they bring to the table. Now, Thank you. The, now the Mona Lisa record with Kelly Zoo is that that's his record? The amazing Kelly Zool, yes, yes, yes. He is so talented. This guy, this is probably the most humble, most sweetest one of the most humble, most sweetest artists, people I've ever worked with in, in this industry. And I'm so grateful that he even allowed me to put some, some of my flavor on this track. Mm. So, where did I'm that so come? Like where did that come about? What did the um, relationship, how did you meet him to even get on the record? So, I am in love with reggae dance hall. Afrobeat, Afro pop, like that's literally maybe ninety-five percent of the music I actually listen to on a daily basis. So I've always wanted to, you know, make records that had an island Afrobeat type, you know, vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Zool has the original Mona Lisa. So once I discovered his music, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, this is like he's the artist of my summer of 2020 in the middle of this crazy ass COVID, you know, quarantine stuff. So. I, uh, one day I was snapping and I was listening to the song and I had posted it on Instagram, like my story, and I tagged him on it and he saw it, reposted it and DM'd me back and was like, wow, thank you for the support, this and this. So of course me, you know, I thought, you know what, maybe let me try and shoot my shot and see if he'd let me remix this song. So I asked him and he was like, you know what, you, that would be amazing. Let's do it. Let me know how it goes. I'm I'm so open to it. And sent him the rough, and he told me. <laughs> He's like, I stayed up all night listening to this. Like, oh my god, I'm so happy. He loved it. He loved it. His whole team loved it. So far, everybody I know has spoken only good. No, it's 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 so international. Like yes. when you hear the record, you want to throw on some. Um, Feel like I want to throw on some shorts. I don't do the, the speedo I don't, and all that weirdo type stuff. I don't throw on right. the speedos or nothing. But I feel like I could throw on some like flower shorts. Might maybe my swimming trunks might have pineapples on them or something. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like I feel Hawaiian yeah. I feel like I might have a pine some pineapple. I feel like I might have a wife beater on and some pineapple shorts. Oh That's what God, I feel like. like. A in your hand. Yeah, yeah, I feel like exactly. On on this type of vibe, I, I want a big glass of pina colada. That's what. Yeah, I, yep. And then I'm just That's sit, the vibe with this song. You want to go on vacation when and, you hear this song. And I'm you just sitting somewhere. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just sitting in the sun. I'm real dark skin and real black. <laughs> but I feel like I just want the sun to embrace me even more. I want to just exactly. be more dark skin and black and just 
just enjoy my whole day without even nobody talking to me about anything. But this record is just playing in the background of a soundtrack. Exactly. I feel like that. I feel like I just kidnap my own self to the beach and not leave. <laughs> Exactly. You literally couldn't have said it any better than that. Exactly. <laughs> and then you got Sounds the perfect. you got the switch it up record also with No this um Zona. Is that Nov his name? Like so the original, like the original, um, you familiar with the original version? Oh, of course, yes, but no, that's not, that's not what I, uh, that's not what it was, basically. So, first of all, my, you know, kind of a cool thing that I did with Murder, she wrote, because the, you know, the topic of the song and, you know, what I had to say was basically, that's like my, that's my little, you know, my diary, that's, that's a page out of my journal, you know what I mean? So, it was actually, um... I had taken the instrumental for K to the X by Maya, and it was originally supposed to be for Instagram, but my producers heard it and they're like, nah, no, nah, we have to make this a song. So that is the first time I actually, you know, created a song where I'm rap singing, but Switch It Up, Switch It Up is something different. I've actually, I actually rap, like that's not... You know, I was a little nervous, I'm not going to lie. I didn't want people to be like, girl, like, you're a vocalist, don't even try. You know what I mean? But I think I did, you know. No, you did. No, no. The record is a strong record. You did your thing on the record. So I definitely appreciate your, even your character on jumping on the record like that. Because like you said, a, a, a person will tell you what you shouldn't believe. And a lot of times, that's due to the person being scared to jump out on faith. And um, like really, just don't you know say put out some. You have to be creative, but being creative, you have to have courage. A lot of people yeah. don't put that into the into the category. They see all these things and these cat uh, um different things are how they should feel, but they never say I should be care. I should have some courage about doing this. Like you never right. really hear nobody talk on interviews or anything. Like courage is a big thing. I mean. Everybody don't yeah. have the courage to even believe, just believing in yourself is courage. So exactly. once you get past believing in yourself, then you got to try to convince the whole world. That's a whole nother courage because now you got to try to convince somebody else's mind on why your music is creative and why you're taking chances and going in different directions to let the world know how you sound. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's important in this industry to, you know, not be, you know, not don't, it's important to not put yourself in a box or to allow, you know, to have others put you in a box. And with me, I've always said I'm like a chameleon and I'm a songwriter before anything. So, you know, the fact that people try to put me in this little, you know, this box, no, you're just a singer, like stick to, you know, what you know. 
But it's like, man, little do you know. Yeah, <laughs> little you do. do you know that you know there's some there's some more stuff that's up my sleeve. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can. Right. I was nervous, but then I was like, you know what? I know I got this. I know people are gonna mess with this. So you know, let's let's introduce another side of my you know of myself to the world and see how you know how that goes. And people love it. People mm. mess with it hard. Yeah. Like like an artist, um, a female artist that I feel that's not scared to go down those different hallways and those different avenues is Rihanna. I feel yeah. Rihanna will really take a chance on on any kind of record. Um, by her yeah. coming out, um, I had the honor to as a being a Def Jam rep to work the Ponder Replay. Um, her first single ever um, due to um, Def Jam's uh, mandate. So with that record, we was just so excited. Just to, I mean, it was such a a, a, a new-sounding record. Before that Ponder replay, it was never uh, like a, a top 40-type record that was R&B but with a Caribbean flair to it. Right. So Yeah, man, she's... She's amazing. That's dope that you did that. That's so cool. Yeah, I've been the, like, I've been the Def Jam rep since sixteen. So um, what happened? Wow. It was um, like some older guys, older than me. Big shout outs to my man Keith. Big shout outs to Jason Kibble, um, and Rob Love. They were all handling the Virginia market um, down here wow. in VA. And then I was just on the come up, so I was so young, but I was sponging in all the knowledge on how to brand and, and work a project. So when Tom when Tom just continued to go in life, they went into different positions. Um, my man Keith went into J Records, and he wound up leaving me the Def Jam account because he had to really bounce out and get to New York um, at, a, at a rapid am amount of time. So from there, like I started getting the checks and everything for far, for Def Jam as far as like doing the marketing and the promotion, and it was basically like it. a sink and swim type of situation because they didn't really let you know everything that you had to do. That's a blessing. Yeah, that is amazing. It's like, but when you be in, and, and, but the funny thing about it is everybody from one area knows people from another area, so. Dealing, uh -huh. dealing with Def Jam, I had regional reps that wound up going to Atlantic Records. And when my um, one of my regional rep, uh, reps, which is Frank Johnson, winds up going to Atlantic Records, he winds up giving me the Atlantic Records account for this for the Virginia market also. So at wow. one point in life, I was doing the marketing for Def Jam and Atlantic at the same time, two separate different labels. And I was doing the promotion for both of those at the same time so crazy wow. so blessings of blessing wow that's yeah. amazing yeah super blessing all that experience yeah and i'm still and and this is just a different chapter in life so i went from the marketing rep guy and now i'm in the broadcasting world so now it's just like um having a podcast on my own radio stations having like a newborn baby right now because right. it's so we i'm like within like five months five six months now so my my child is is under one years old so now i, I could do so i could do so much that's how i have yeah. to have to feel about it because every day i have to continue feeding it that's the only way to grow 
I have to yeah. continue giving it the milk and in the, the Similac and taking care, making sure that it's that it's not that don't have no like flaws like and then just yeah. continue this because something that you love and that you want to put a hundred percent of yourself behind. You gotta be all in. You gotta really to become successful. You gotta really like want to. It's like going to work. Like a lot of people go to work and they work for somebody. But they're not gonna put in a hundred percent when it's time to clock out. That person going, like, because they don't have nothing invested into. If you're working at McDonald's or Wendy's or, or wherever your your job is, you're you're not invested into that company, and you don't you don't feel like you're invested in the company. You just feel like you get a paycheck. So uh-huh. when it's time to leave, you leaving. <laughs> like you don't want to work overtime or nothing because. You don't have anything invested in the company, but when you own something, you you're willing to spend like sleepless nights because that's yours. Yep. Like you yep. you own it, so it's gonna only be as big as what you put into it. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. It's funny because about an hour ago, me and my sister were having a conversation about that, and you know, growing up. From my first job, second job, third job, it always felt like, oh, man, it's such a drag. It's like, this isn't something that you want to do. This isn't something that you, you know, you're truly investing your, yeah. you know, like that, you know what I mean? Your talents, your heart, your soul, your passion behind it. It is just a paycheck. And the difference between, you know, going to work and having to deal with all this craziness, you know, whether it's, you know, just the job itself or you know, the coworkers or the, you know, customers or whatever the job is compared to when you're, you know, you're doing what you love, it's never Nah, ownership, ownership is everything. Everybody, all my listeners, if you ever get an opportunity to own anything in life, you have to, you have to want to own something because you can work a million jobs the rest of your life, but uh-huh. if that boss comes in and and feels a certain way, he could just fire you. He owns the company, exactly. so uh-huh. he don't. I mean, he it could be one thing that he just don't like about you. And that could give him enough excuse just to try to get rid of you. If, yep. if, if you're not part of a union or anything like that with your company. So a lot yeah. of people a lot of people don't know that they're expendable on a day-to-day basis. Somebody could just yep. come in and get, and get rid of them. So that's no way to live, especially when you have a family, kids, responsibilities, bills. So, I mean, right. it's, you have to create the mindset. I mean... Like, I'm not telling somebody to go out there and own, uh, 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 telling a person to, I mean, anything. You can own a food truck. You're still the owner right. of that food truck. You can uh-huh. own so, so many things. So I think people don't know how to even think at a moderate pace. So when they hear ownership, they think, oh, I can't do that. I don't have the skills or whatever. I mean, anything that you put your title and your LLC on and your state corporation on is ownership. So you can own 
a trademark to a, 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 um, a clothing line and, and a, 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 a major company bigger than your company might want to do a partner, not buy your clothing line because that means they'll be the owners of your own clothing line. But they, you might can build up your clothing line or build up the trademarks to the sketches just to sell those sketches to another company, but you'll still own percentages of, of the sketches in the work. So right. it's just so like on my show, the whole purpose of this promo Kings radio podcast is for me to just definitely be able to feed up all the up and coming artists, a little bit of jewels on this, this getting and, and wanting better in life than what we've been taught growing up as kids. That you supposed to go, this is, I mean, it's always been in that same order. You go to high school, then you go to college, then you go, then you work for the corporation of whatever magically co- corporation supposed to call you and hire you once you yeah. get your degree. Like, but it's never explained in details on um, when you're coming up. Okay, this is this, and then once you graduate, you have enough skills to go into this direction. But now it always tells you. Um, to get that American dream, you're supposed to say how it's supposed to be designed, and it's not always right. that way. Like exactly, a lot of people understand it's not. It, it might not always happen that way that it's designed. There's a lot of people that go to college and then wind up um, going for a major that don't even have nothing to do with what they like. Why would you go four years to go study something that you don't even like anything right. about that subject matter or or I went into graphic design. I have a bachelor's degree in graphic design from Norfolk State. I went into graphic design, but right now, to this day, to this moment of me being on a, on on the line with you, I can get click right off of this and do, uh, finish doing broadcasting and go design somebody's logo in the next hour. So I have yeah. I, I could I could I could go from one skill to another skill, but now but. With 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 that, I could own my own graphic company, cause yeah. it's, cause so, so cause it's my skills. So that's one thing that a person can't take away from you. So it's not yeah. about just having paperwork. Like when that's all you're getting when you're graduating from college. And and, and I'm not t- um, saying that I want to get twisted to, to have people or the youth feel that I'm telling them not to go to college. Not nah, definitely right. go to college. But yeah. when you go to college, have a plan on when college ends. When college yeah. ends, with all this time that you didn't, you know what I'm saying, spent four-year college, when when college ends and you get your degree and you get your paperwork, now what's next? What's, what, exactly. what next? So now you have to, to depend on somebody hiring you and somebody, you know what I'm saying, believing in you instead of you just believing in your own company and then you be the one to hire employees. You see? Right. So yep. it's, it's wicked. It's wicked. What's the um, vibe of being a female trying to get into this music industry right now? It is uh, it's tough. You know, it's also empowering because, you know, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can to basically pave my own way. Not that I haven't had, you know, that there weren't artists in the past that have done that, but, you know, there aren't really many female Middle Eastern artists out here. And not only is it difficult being a female, but being a Middle Eastern female, 
that's that's a whole other thing. You know what I mean? Some people feel like, oh, that's a different type of flavor. That's a different type of vibe. But then some people are like, oh, well, you don't look like the usual blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, and it's the same thing with you know in the acting world too. I'm an actor, mm-hmm. and it's not as easy because they usually go for the typical, you know, super skinny. And you know, I'm very curvy. I meet on my bong. You know what I mean? I sing like. I got a, you know, I'm like powerhouse, big singer, you know what I mean, super big vocalist, whatever, and and it's a lot of it because um, I don't do the usual, make <laughs> the usual music that people are listening to today, like all the, you know, which I love all these artists, but, you know, I'm just throwing them out. Uh, for example, like, you know, all these artists out here, all these rappers, all these, you know, female singers that are coming out in leotards and shaking their booties on camera and talking about their, you know, private parts and talking about, you know, all this stuff. It's like, we have enough of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So because I feel like it's, um, people are a little more hesitant because I don't sing about all that stuff. I'd rather sing about real life, real mm-hmm. issues, real problems. You know, I talk about like body positivity, loving yourself, you know, um, being candid with yourself and with others, being real, raw, you know, that's how I feel like real respect can be gained because I know a lot of people personally, a lot of artists out there that, you know, um, will just be bearing their bodies and talking about the simple stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like money, cars, and, and sex, yeah. for example, <laughs> and they never get the respect. You know what I mean? They never get the respect, but, you know, people kind of give them handouts. And, you know, these people are a little more um, open to, you know, listening to them or watching their videos or blah, 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 because all that stuff is involved. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's like they, you know what I mean? But I'm out here trying to be on my India RE vibe, my Erica Badu vibe, my Lauren Hill vibe, and actually sing about real stuff, things that, you know, mm-hmm. make you happy. For example, like Mona Lisa Remix, it's, that's just a feel-good song, you know what I mean? Switch it up. That's me talking about, you know, I used to be this little, you know, scared, hesitant girl that would allow people to, you know, push around and, you know, talk down to and blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, nah. So you even hear my spin on that song and the way I, I, I go about it. And it's different, you know what I mean? I, I it's I tr- I'm just trying to do things where women, children of all ages are actually able to listen to this and and are able to, you know, feel good after they listen to this song, heal through this song, or feel empowered, or feel stronger, or feel beautiful, or you know what I mean. So I'm trying to I'm trying to heal people. I'm trying to I'm trying to be there for people through my music, through my craft, rather than you know. Instead of you know having to actually be there in person, you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I'm trying. That's to the international vibe, though. That that means you're trying to reach the world without having to go across the world at one time. Like you, you could. I mean, the to say that the best thing about it is we live in the internet world. We live in a streaming world, so at a click of a button, you could put out that positive vibe to the whole world. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's. So and that's, that's the goal here. It's, it's the goal. That's one of the goals, at least, of mine. So, yeah, exactly. Who are your Who are your favorite uh, um, favorite female artists of all time? Your top five, oh, top five. I, I'm not going to even put you on, on, on the chopping block like that. Just give me top five. Oh, 
top five, I would say Lauren Hill, Jasmine Sullivan, Brandy. I would say Christina Aguilera. Of course, Beyonce, but um, I would also say Whitney Houston as well. Okay. These are all major, huge influences for me. I grew up listening to Brandy, Lauren Hill, and Beyonce and Christina Whitney, and I doubt they were. They helped me learn how to do these techniques with my voice, mm-hmm. you know, with my vocals and stuff. So it's like, and you know, with Lauren Hill, Jasmine Sullivan, Mike and Brandy, these are all artists that, you know, you can listen to on a good day, on a bad day, and and feel like you're you're reading a page out of their diaries, and that when I realized, like, dang, that's a beautiful thing, because they automatically made me feel good. My anxiety is gone, you know what I mean? So it's like that they taught me, they, especially Brandy, especially Lauren Hill, they taught me that sometimes it's a beautiful thing to be ugly in front of people, to show that ugly side, because you never know who you are helping by being that raw and open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, with, with the... Um- yeah. With um with Brandy, I'm I'm glad you just said that because it seems like Brandy is definitely it feels like she's making a, a comeback, but she never yep. she never left, but it right. just feels like she's making. I could feel her energy and her team around her definitely uh-huh. brewing up to something big. The thing is with Brandy, we all grew up on Brandy, so we've right. seen we we were teenagers when Brandy was a teenager. Like, right. like in that situation, well, I can speak for myself. I don't know how old you are, but I was a teenager when Brandy was a teenager. Like, I, I was at the same age bracket. Or I'd be like, yeah, I could go with her. That could be my girlfriend right there. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I see her on TV. So now we, now we're around uh-huh. the same age, and it's like, okay, I seen her growth. She's been on TV her whole life. When I was growing up so that's amazing about seeing seeing that's what makes her such an icon because yep. when you was a ki- child she was a child and now she's an adult and you seen everything that she had went through so yep. big shout outs to brandy even through the certain um situations um that she had to go through over the time she was able to be strong enough to kind of really bounce back and a lot of people can't bounce back through such depressions and things like that. That's what I was saying. This woman is resilient. She is a queen, a mother. She is your best friend. Like, she is everything. Like, that's how it is. That's how she comes off. That's how it feels when you even just listen to her talk, listen to her music. She is everything. And to see her come back and be this strong and be this amazing and and hit number one on all these different, you know, charts like she is, that goes to show that hard work, that realness, that candid, that that raw, you know, exposure of the good, the bad, and the ugly can really go far and it can really truly reach people in the best way. And she didn't have to show no body parts. You know, she didn't have to Never, Brandy, Brandy never showed up. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you see the, did you see the BET cypher with Brandy? Yes, oh my God. That was classic right there. I think that might have been the best, uh, like, R&B cypher ever. And big shout outs to her. Big shout outs to Erica Badu. Big shout outs to Uh Tatiana Teller. They really put that 
that whole thing together and I and I love how and like I said, big shout outs to verses over there when she did the uh, Monica and Brandy verses. That was oh, yeah. that that was major for for the culture. That was major for the for the up and coming little ten year old, twelve year old girls, this young right. that really didn't get the experience, the music from Monica and Brandy coming up. So now their parents was was experiencing it, but now the child gets to know some of those records too. And my my daughter's exactly. a, my daughter's thirteen. She's a big fan of Brandy. She um she was on Netflix watching all the Brandy episodes. She went she binge watched. So she heard she seen more Brandy episodes than I've ever seen when the Brandy show was coming on. <laughs> yeah, so. Man, I grew up on that show. Gosh, Moesha. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. She just finished watching. She telling me everything that happened on Moesha. She running downstairs like Hakeem and all of them. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is crazy right here. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, so it just bri- you know? yeah, it just bridges the gap of yeah, and it and it and it and it, and it makes the title of being an icon even stronger. Yes. What do you back, back. do? You think it's harder for a female artist to be discovered over male artists? So if 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 a company had to to, to pick a male artist and then they had to pick you, you in the same room, like what would be the separation for that label or that exec to go with go with what you have instead of the typical male artist? I think it can go like 50-50 either way, just depending on what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. So I believe whoever that's willing to sell themselves out first, let's be real, mm. you know, they'll take it, they'll go whatever, whether it's a guy or girl, but I think personally because I am a woman, mm. you know. That's why, that's why I put that line up, because in that situation, because it might be an artist and there's a male, but he might not be typically he might be like a most deaf type of artist or he right. might be like like an artist that that or like a common type of artist so like he might not be that type typical so yourself or speaking about a certain thing type of artist right. so right. but he might have the same type of vibe of, you know, same wavelength, the same type of, you know, vibe, but we're Yeah, especially especially female. I could say that also too. But then, it, but then the myth back in in the days about a lot of labels not wanting to 
sign female artists was mm-hmm. it's more of an upkeep tool. Yeah. It's more of things with, with a male artist as far as like budget wise. Right. They might not have to do with a male artist, but with a female it's about image. So they have yep. to they have to get you your glam squad. They have to get you get somebody to, to upkeep your your hair. They they so they feel all of this is gonna have to come out their pockets, which is coming out your pocket, which they right. which they don't tell you. All of those things are coming out your budget, but they but they tacking on somebody. You might be able to find a hairstylist to do something for. A hundred or two hundred dollars, they gonna right. go get a hairstylist that that costs probably three grand to do the same type of thing that uh, a hairstylist that you probably could have went to personally that you knew would be for two hundred. But now right. that three grand is coming out your budget, and you gotta recuperate that back, all because they want you to look a certain image. Yeah. So that's crazy. So. They're gonna, they're gonna make, they're gonna make your budget be lessened or, or over what they view as the look of somebody that's under the under the platform or they brand. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You couldn't have said that any better. That's actually very true. <laughs> yeah. I told you I do this. I'm in the industry. Like like yeah, I I, I live this. Yeah, that. I live it and I know it. So. Yeah, so I think a lot of times um, the labels, especially when they see a, and don't let it be a group of females. Don't let it be like three or four. They damn near running. You're going to have to, that's why think about all the super R&B groups. It's not, it's, you probably, it's probably like 10 that you could count on your hands. Like yeah. probably, I don't think it's more than 20 in, in life, in, in my whole lifetime, as far as like R&B groups. You got your escapes. Your totals, your destiny childs, but mm-hmm. as far as that, it start getting real less about time you get on your tenth artist. I mean, as right. far as like groups, so that that that's a lot of times this problem over the years. Yep, so, I agree. Thank you. I agree. Have you have you voted yet? I have not voted yet, but you I'm waiting. Got to November third. You got to be out there. Yep. You got to be out there. This is. Yep. I mean. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Because it goes back to, like, your boy Trump is, is a wild guy right there. Like, and and, and then definitely, you know what I'm saying? I know people of, of from all nationalities, from, especially, from, um, you say you're um, from Iran, correct? No, Iraq. Iraq. Your, bo- yeah. your, your, aunt, your, um, your family members are from there, born and raised. Yeah. So yeah. when it comes to Trump, he doesn't respect that. He'll he'll exactly. say yeah so so nobody should stand up for somebody that doesn't respect a a, a person or their culture, and and, and that goes for black he go he 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 puts it out on how he feels about you he doesn't respect blacks he doesn't respect um, Puerto Ricans Mexicans so yeah. these are all the people that make make the majority of the world exactly this is exactly what I've been saying. So you see, you did vote because Trump don't care nothing about us right now. So we want to make sure everybody go out there and vote on November 3rd. Like I said, I know a lot of people have mixed vibes on 
what's going on and um right. everybody i'm not telling you that you have to be a a, a a certain candidate's fan but i'm just telling you to open your eyes and know when a president is not a fan of you so right. if that's the best way to, to say it you don't have to be a we when the the people of America are not supposed to be fans of a president. The president is not a rap star. President is not an R&B star. So we don't pose the. It's nothing that a person supposed to be. Yeah, I'm a fan of that president. Obama. We was fans of Obama because Obama was like like our modern day like he was our rap star that was in the in the in the white house we we could see ourselves in in obama and he spoke right. truth and, uh, and and no matter what it has to do with politics and po- and policies and those things i don't get deep into the politics but i know clear day if a person don't believe in in my culture don't love my culture even they when it goes yeah, yeah so like he doesn't have nothing to offer me. If 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 it goes down to just the smallest things, and he's he's going against like um, Medicare, and um, there's plenty of people who got kids out there. They got to make sure the kids go to the hospital and can't uh-huh. afford certain insurance. So if you're a person that's gonna try to take that away, like he's trying to take Obamacare away, and and Obamacare was the reason why a lot of people was able. To get certain certain things done at the hospital that yeah. that, that might have never had that type of insurance to be able to go and get checked out or any of those things. Um, yeah. So, if a person cares about that, the biggest thing is when he wanted to put up the fence and and, and block everybody out at the border for yeah, a president man, that for uh, for a president yeah. to even. To let that come out, that I mean, that was a real thing, and then it came out to be backlash. So all the money that his um, supporters were sending out wasn't even going to building the fence. But now it makes you look like that you were racist and you were stealing money. So right. it, it's so many things, and then now you're seeing so many different um, Trump supporters out. And they really are really ready for the smoke. They really going in intimidating yeah. and intimidating certain people, older people. And um, it's sad because I mostly ancestors had to go through just trying to vote and having the right to vote. And I'm um, going through this in the fifties and the forties and nineteen forties and to this have to see um twenty twenty and have to see their grandchild go through the same thing. So how ironic is that? Yeah. So that's it's crazy because it, it really does feel like we're back in the 1950s, yeah. like going through all those civil rights, you know, all those, you know, we've been movement for years, but like 1960s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It feels like that all over again. See, and, the, the, mm-hmm. the thing is, though, we not those same people. You know what I mean? Like I right. said, we're not, and that's what they really need to understand or whatever our our ancestors and and mothers and fathers and uncles had to go through that for us to say that we're never going to go through that so when george floyd got uh got uh got the knee put on his neck and and they and they took george floyd away that's why he's going to be always known in modern 
their history as somebody who sparked that rage. It took that to spark the rage in all colors, in all ethnics, yep. to see that if they'll do this to him, they'll do this to any of us. Yep. Yep, exactly. Going back, exactly. going back to even 9-11, like all, they try to put like like certain people that was from Iran, um, or, or or Iraq or anywhere had to feel that they couldn't travel without somebody looking at them and acting like they they was a person involved. You feel me? Yep, yep. I have family members that weren't even able to leave water, nothing, no breaks, and what on planes? I mean, they they held them. What did they help? You see, you have family members that was held. When it when mm-hmm. it first happened, when nine eleven first happened, it was about two or three years after that, and I had a family member of mine that lived in Australia. She was trying to come out and visit us here mm. in the U.S. in Cali at my house or stay with us, and uh, we didn't hear from her. So we're like, okay, what do we do? Do we still drive out? Do we pick her up? Like, where is she? You know, where is she? And then we found out that because of her last name and the fact that she had a necklace with the Iraq, like, you know, the country of Iraq on her necklace, mm. they stopped her and they started interrogating her and asking her, how do you know Osama bin Laden? What? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. And she was like, in hysterical, like, she was hysterical. So she kept just screaming, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know these people. I haven't been in Iraq since I was a little girl. Like, I'm just trying to visit yeah, my family. family. Yes. And they ended up banning her from leaving for years. What? I still don't even know. Yeah, just because of her last name, the fact that she's Middle Eastern, and, so and they were, she had the Iraq was independent thing on her necklace. And she was already in the U.S.? She's already been to the U.S., yeah. But they they wasn't let they wasn't letting her come back from from there to the U.S. So they stopped it. So she had visited us one time before that. Um, it was ju- it was a few it was a couple years yeah it was like after nine eleven. Um, crazy. And it was it wasn't a, a problem. It's ironic, you know, like you would think that you know the right after right that, after it yeah it would be crazy. But a few years go by, and you know she had a came visit and she went back home and then you know a year or two later she attempted to come back out again and that's when they stopped her and it was mostly because they she had the iraq you know symbol on her on her necklace and and the fact that her last name you know is her last name mm-hmm. so that was like an i just think over the years it progressively just gets worse it gets worse racism yeah. did, no no that's absolutely right and a lot of things is taught a lot of re- one thing, you're not born with racism. Like a a baby is not race racist. Right. I'm not gonna look at a baby and be like, oh, that little baby, one year old is racist. He's not. He's not. Ra- he's not racist as a child. He's taught racism as he exactly. is older. So these are conversations when he's when he hits two, three years old that he might hit his dad or he might hear his mom say certain things. Then it goes up to he's seven years old, eight years old. He's still hearing these different t- comments. So about time he hits 15 years old, 16 years old, he's been programmed and taught a certain way to believe a, a certain person does this or does that. You feel me? Without his own knowledge of that person. Right. 
Yeah, yeah and I've seen it thousands of times, mm. millions of times. Like, it is, that is very true. And what? I'm so grateful for my mom. You know, mm. she taught us and raised us so incredibly well. I'm not even just saying this because it's mom, I'm biased. No, no, no. <laughs> I, would, I will be 100% honest. My mother raised us so well and taught us to love and accept everybody of every race no matter the flaw, whether they're disabled or this or mm-hmm. that, or even if they're going through different hardships that just happen, and, you know, having to be different from ours, whether it's drug addictions or whatever, my mother's always taught us to love others, to pray for them, to accept them, to be there for them. It's never, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. I don't understand. Now, racism is a topic. Man, I could go on for days and days. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> what I could the- go on for days, you know, and People want to act like that is, you know, that racism is not here. It is alive. Nah, it's, well. it, nah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's super alive. Like, it's yes. it's more alive right now than it's ever been. And you can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it everywhere. So, yeah. Definitely. For real. And it's, it's very true. Yeah, definitely. And I, damn, man, like, Trump, he is enabling his supporters to now bring out their inner racist. Yeah. And that's why all these. Happening because he get, he gave them the green light to if they if they were racist they were hiding it they they, yeah. they wasn't letting the world know but now right. they That's like it. this That's is this is what this is Trump said I should feel about you this certain way and I should express it and he's okay with me expressing it so here it is. I feel this way about you. I don't. I don't like you. I don't. I never. I never liked your race. I never liked y'all as individuals or anything. And before I was, I, I wanted to keep it quiet. But now that I, that it's a president that that enhances that and 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 never bans us from saying what we feel. Yeah, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's the type of vibe that's going on right now. I had to do. Um, I had to host a live broadcast um, at one of the uh, local 7-Elevens out here yesterday. Um, they paid me to come through, do my radio show out there, do live broadcast, play some music for um, Halloween. So I'm out there um, rocking. And um, first of all, I'm like, we're going through the pandemic. So I got people around me, uh, I guess, supposed to help out. They ain't got no masks. So I'm like, yo. What's the mask? Because they had to pay me to come out there and do the thing. So I'm telling the the, the promoter, I'm like, yo, you, you got to have these people put on some masks. They're not going to be all by me uh, trying to be up my face with no mask on. So they had, like, they had a little situation with that. So I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm not, I was about to pat my stuff and get back out. I said, yo, you can keep the, mo- the, the money or whatever, but I'm not going to be out here if you're not respecting that. So he wound up putting the mask. So I'm on a mic rocking. And I never noticed the whole time, like over there by where the kids is doing the face painting. It's um it's a guy because I couldn't see that close on what he had exactly had on his hat, but he had the Trump hat on. And he was kind of like further, but I was on the side. But like I had my whole setup, my mic, speaking, everything. So I, basically I'm controlling that whole um, parking lot. You hear my voice over the whole parking lot. So I'm telling everybody to make sure they go out there and vote. Like every few seconds or whatever I'm saying it. So I noticed a gesture of his wife 
like saying something to him. I couldn't even hear the conversation with it, but I could see him look directly to me when I was like, make sure you go out there and vote or whatever. And it was feeling like, it felt like he, he, he felt a certain way with me continuing saying it. It was like yeah. he looked right at me or whatever. And then I noticed he had a trauma. I was like, oh, this the vibe. So he had to walk past where I was at or whatever, I guess to get to his car. And then he he just hit me with the head nod. I hit him with the head nod back. like. But I'm like, oh, okay, he felt a certain type of way like yeah. of what I was saying. And I never even said anything that I could have whipped the I'm on a microphone, so I could have really, really said I never mentioned Trump name or anything, but I could have really whipped it, but it was like he was almost he he was he was prepared or he was ready for me to even go that direction or whatever. Right. So it was like uh it's just it's just so many things you can notice that you wouldn't knew, notice before. I would have never noticed noticed that back in the days. But now you could clearly like even with the um Trump supporters that um surrounded the the Biden um um the tour bus you saw that they they was all on both sides now the FBI is investigating it but that's interrogation right there. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, not interrogation, yeah. but that's that's like telling somebody we don't like you and intimidation. Because what about that driver? That driver don't have nothing to do with what's going on. And nine out of ten. Biden and Harris wasn't even on on that um on the bus or whatever. It's all about the campaign people with everything going riding through the city with the bus or whatever. So let it could have been intimidation to the point that that person driving that bus could have wound up crashing or something or killing himself because right. he feel that you got people on both sides of you with Trump um, flags waving. You got people behind you and you trying to do your job. So. This is a lot of crazy shit going on in the country. It's a lot of yeah. What do you like? What do you uh-huh. like more, singing or recording? What do I enjoy doing more? Yeah, singing or or recording. Which one you like? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I ask oh. these good questions. I'm a real host over here. Don't don't, <laughs> don't get it twisted. That's a good <laughs> um, singing, I would say. It's a So you like the process more of recording. I meant to say performing other than because singing and recording is all is basically the same thing. I meant to say which one do you um, enjoy more, perform, per, doing performances or recording? Honestly, I like both and they each have its own you know, benefits. So when I record, you know, I'm able to take my time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I said, I like to take my time. I like to perfect it, make it as perfect as possible. And I like that, you know, the, the creative, you know, part of all that. But when I perform, whether I am off pitch, go off key, or if I, you know, mess up some words, whatever, it's such a personable um, 
sing for me and for whoever I'm singing in front of, whatever the audience, you know what I mean? It's a different experience. It's different because you're so in that moment. And even, and this is with a lot of artists out there, you know what I mean? Sometimes an artist out there can mess up in the middle of their performance, but it just makes you love them even more. And and the thing is, with that, nobody knows when you mess up. That's what what I've been taught all all the time. (laughs) Nobody knows when you mess up, so the key yeah. to the key to that is never let them see you sweat. If, exactly. if especially if you're performing and and, and and unless you didn't fell down directly off the stage in front of that's a whole different. It's kind of hard to cover that one up. But if you miss a note, like turn it into a remix on the stage right. in front of everybody, you gotta be right. yeah, yeah, you gotta be that creative. That's what I enjoy. I love that. And I love to, you know, like growing up, oh man, I had crazy stage fright. Crazy. I used to get nauseous. I used to get these crazy uh, headaches, these migraines, you know. And the second I start singing, you know, I'm performing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you know, I notice that it just all goes away. It's like, what the hell was I nervous for, you know, in the first place? Do you like crowd participation? You feed off of that? Like, if you got a crowd oh, yeah. in front of the stage and they oh, all yeah. hype. That adrenaline, that hype, like the, 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 the whole just being able to look at people in the face and sing to them. That was the, that was how I got over my stage fright. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so nervous. I used to stay in one place and just sing, you know, with the microphone on the stand. And, you know, I would look actually, this was my trick when I was a kid, I would look straight past everybody not the wall, all the way to the back. And mm. that was my way. Then I would occasionally like, you know, look over at the audience, whatever. Now, and I love this. I cannot tell you how much I truly love it. Um, I make it a point to make eye contact with every single person that's sitting in front of me. Um, if I'm able, if, if it's a song where I can get hyped with it, even if it's not, even if it's a slow song, I still get up and I walk over to them. Mm. I will personally get in your face and sing to you, like almost like I'm serenading. And the crowd loves it. They they love it. It's, it's, it's a different feeling when it feels like you are directly connected with the artist and vice versa. So I, I can say I love both, but I, I think performing, again, it's, you know, it's, it's healing. I I think to, to help other people feel like, you know, it's a therapy, you know, it's therapeutic. It's a way to heal, it's a way to help them. And when you do that, it's basically singing to somebody telling them, Hey, you're gonna be okay. Exactly. Like, whatever I'm thinking about and if you connect with that song if you relate, this is me looking at you in the face and singing to you, serenading to you, Hey, we're good. I got through it, you're gonna get through this. You might have saved you might you might have saved somebody's life right there. A lyric could, oh, yeah. one lyric could save somebody's life. Yep. So yep, yeah, exactly. Give out exactly. your give out your social media and your booking information and give your um the different your um two different artists that you work with on those major records. They 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 props to the world could know about them. Yeah, so shout out to Nope Zona one of the best people I know out here, amazing, amazing artist, amazing person. His name is No Fizoner, N-O-V, um, all social media. Hold on, say, um, um, say his name again. Um, spell so it out. No, it's No Fizoner. So on Instagram, it's at N-O-V-P-H-E-Z-O-N-E-R. 
Um, but if you want to, like, you know, search them up on Spotify or, you know, whatever it is, it's no good zone or three words. Amazing guy, again. You guys are going to love his stuff. And that's for Switch It Up Part 1 and 2. And then the second song that I featured on, his name is Kelly Gould. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. He's incredible in every way. He is such a... He's a gem. His name is Kelly Zool, K-E-L-L-Y-Z-U-L. And he is from Congo, Brazzaville, Africa. Mm-hmm. Amazing music. The vibe is just, God, it's amazing. So shout out to both of them. Thank you guys again for having me and for allowing me to you know, be a part of your babies. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Um, so my social media on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Snapchat, on everything. It's I-A-M-M-E-R-N-A-V-S-O. So it's I am Myrna Joe, one word. And that's Joe, like like the Jean Garage, Massage, Mirage. A lot of people don't know how to pronounce my last name. That's Myrna Joe. I am Myrna Joe. So you guys, contact me. If you guys have any questions, you guys want to just chat about stuff about music, I'm here. I am not the type that, you know, don't, doesn't respond like, I will be here. I will always, I will, I'm here. So, thank you guys. <laughs> nah, I thank you for taking out your time, Myrna Zoe, rocking with me. Um, like I said, like you have definitely good music. I'm, I'm, I'm just anxious to see as, um, where this goes, and I just want to continue just to so you put out good music and much success with you and your career and just be and, and make sure you be safe out there because I want to come out to Cali and kick it with you soon. If you whenever you got a project, an album release pro, um, party or anything going, I want to come out there and do live broadcast. So you got to stay in touch and you got to let me know Definitely. when you got something big going on and get me out there to Cali and I'm 100 percent support what you got going on. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, you are doing amazing. I've learned so much from you, and I hope I continue to learn from you. Um, I cannot wait to meet you. Yeah, I'll I definitely will be out definitely there. definitely invite you over to the family's house. And we'll definitely. I can't dinner. wait. I can't wait. I like to eat. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you be you be around. safe out there, and I'm uh, I'm gonna get all um. You got the link, so it's gonna be up tonight. So I got pushed back a little bit. Trump Trump shut me down quick quick minute <laughs> through the internet, so I'm back <laughs> at it. <laughs> so I'm gonna hit you. I'll see you in the text and let you know what is up. Thank all you right. so much, man. God bless. God bless you too. Be safe. All right, you all right. too. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Oh, they gas, I don't need a fill up, I need banks, so they mad, I'm styling on you, say it to my face, I'm jiggy, na 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 na, 2020 with the views and this panorama, I see, I see this next before they come around us, put the down us, cause up is how they fucking found us, you know the, you know the code ain't nothing left behind us, when this beef I cook in front of you like Benny Hanna's, I'm by my dollars, don't I make your groupies holler, when they spot us, they should pop for you, but Don't ask about
both hold weight and you can't pick them up. I took a spiritual trip but never stumbled over. See, I can zone out when I want, that's me being old. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I switched it up. It's a new get up, drop the ball, I'ma pick it up. I don't see nobody over there, that's as lit as us. It's a little it's too late for you to pick a side, yeah. First they love you, then they hate you with so much entitlement. It's a trip, I don't owe you shit. Get up off my, get up off my stick to the script, don't improvise on me. When you slip this in, they work and they put lies on me. Had to switch up a whole team, it takes some time for me. But my corner now won't hesitate to ride for me. Oh, oh, you mad? Tell me something good or something new. And my bag is limited on space, I'm making room still. Sony and I had to double back to speak my truth for the moment. My Yeah. 